Mike Brown, welcome to Sacktown. I met a drunk guy at a casino once that told me 12 is a lucky number. And Mike Brown is the 12th head coach of the Sacramento Kings since Rick Adelman was fired back in 2006, the last time the Kings made the playoffs. So it's meant to be lucky number 12. Here we are. Mike Brown is finally going to be the coach to end the revolving door of Kings coaches in Sacramento. Or at least we can hope. On today's Locked on Kings podcast, we'll talk about the higher why it's the safe but probably right move for the Sacramento Kings. We'll, of course, talk a little bit about Mark Jackson and Steve Clifford, who didn't get the position. And I'll share with you my theory as to why the Kings move so quickly in hiring their next head coach. It's all in today's episode of the Locked on Kings podcast. You are Locked on Kings, your daily Sacramento Kings podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And now, ladies and gentlemen, it is that time. Time for another episode of Locked On Kings. Hello and welcome to Locked On Kings, your podcast hub for Sacramento Kings coverage all regular season and all offseason. If you're looking for in-depth analysis, game-by-game breakdowns, highlights, interviews with local and national experts, full coverage of your Sacramento Kings from January through December, this is the place for you, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. And today's episode is brought to you by Bet Bet BetOnline has you covered the season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. My name is Matt George. I have the privilege of being your host here. I wrapped up my eighth season season covering Sacramento Kings basketball. Looking forward to season number nine. This is my fifth year hosting the Locked On Kings podcast, and I work for ABC 10 News in Sacramento. I was just on the air at ABC 10 for our Toyota Sports Extra show talking about this Mike Brown hire uh, with my guy Kevin John there. I'm very excited that at least it seems that the Kings have made the right decision. I'm also excited by the not fact, but belief that Monty McNair hired his guy. This was general manager Monty McNair's decision. And we'll talk about the rumors that Vivek Ranadive was interested or wanted Mark Jackson and and King's other front office members like Monty McNair preferred uh, Mike Brown. We'll talk about that because I have to give credit where credit is due in regards to Vivek, especially if I was going to be as critical of Vivek as I was when those rumors were first reported by Mark Stein last week. But before we get to all that, we have to talk about Mike Brown, the next head coach of the Sacramento Kings, specifically what he is bringing to the Kings, his background a little bit. Mike Brown should be a familiar name to a lot of Sacramento, or rather a lot of basketball fans, period. Mike Brown has been in the league for a very long time, but despite that, He's only 52 years old, so there's not a concern like maybe you would have had with uh, a Mike D'Antoni that even though they've been in the league a long time, they're very well respected. They're up there in years and maybe don't have too much more of a career in the NBA left. That is not the case with Mike Brown. In theory, the Kings would love to have Mike Brown be their head coach until he does get to the age of Mike D'Antoni around 70 years old. That would be great. That would mean things are going very, very well here in Sacramento. Uh, But before you even get to that, how about you just see have Mike Brown see through his contract and get through the four seasons of this contract that both Brown and the Kings have agreed to. Now should be pointed out that nothing is official yet. The Kings have not officially hired Brown. Nothing is really official until the dotted line is signed. The Kings will make that announcement. They'll have a press conference. Mike Brown, who is currently an assistant coach for the Golden State Warriors, has been an assistant coach under Steve Kerr there in Golden State for the last six seasons. He will be allowed to finish out 
the season with the Warriors, no matter how far they go. If they're eliminated from the playoffs in this series uh, by the Memphis Grizzlies, then he's done and he's the Kings head coach. If they go all the way to the NBA Finals and win the whole damn thing, uh, Mike Brown will be part of that team until they are done playing basketball this year. And then he'll focus his attention uh, on the Kings. So I wouldn't be surprised uh, if the Kings take their time to officially have their press conference introduce Mike Brown to the media wouldn't be surprised at all if that's after Brown is done with this season with the Golden State Warriors so again that could be a little while um, but there's really no rush however it did feel like this King's decision this whole process of hiring a new head coach and, and and making this hire on May 9th before the second round of the playoffs is done it did feel like that was rushed a little bit right and I'll explain to you why that was or why I believe that was because at first I thought it was the Kings kind of handicapping themselves, maybe jumping the gun a little bit, trying to move too quickly and limiting their options. But I do have a theory as to why they're doing it. And we'll talk about that a little bit later on in the podcast. But Mike Brown, what you need to know about Brown is as a head coach in the NBA, he's been very successful. His most recent head coaching stops, not the best. His second stint in Cleveland, not great after a, a short stint in Los Angeles, also not great. He's known for his uh, his excellent time with the Cleveland Cavaliers and coaching a then younger uh, LeBron James. He got the Cleveland Cavaliers as far as the NBA Finals, but they were swept by the San Antonio Spurs in 2007-2008, or excuse me, the 2008-2009 season. Uh, no, it was 2006-2000. I'm all over the place. 2006-2007 is when uh, the the, the uh, Cavaliers made it all the way to the NBA Finals and were swept by the, um, the, the San Antonio Spurs. But as a whole, uh, very impressive coaching record for Brown, a regular season record of 347 wins, 216 losses. That's a nearly 62% uh, win percentage. And then in the playoffs, he's got 47 wins and 36 losses, good for 56, rounded up 57% win percentage. So he's been to the playoffs many times. He's had a lot of success during the regular season. Of course, it helps when you're coaching guys like LeBron James and Kobe Bryant like he has so far in his career. He does not have those guys here in Sacramento. He has De'Aaron Fox and DeMontis Simonis, who I do believe will benefit from Brown. I hope that Brown will be able, especially with De'Aaron Fox, one of the main things uh, that the Kings had to get right with this hire, and this is still to be determined, is bringing in a head coach who will maximize De'Aaron Fox. And a lot of maximizing De'Aaron Fox is actually on the defensive end not the offensive end, getting De'Aaron Fox to buy in defensively. Now, of course, he's not the only one. The Kings as a whole need a complete team defensive overhaul. The Kings have been dreadful defensively with the exception of having a, a couple of good individual defenders on their team like Monty or rather uh, uh, Davion Mitchell and um, Dante DiVincenzo. With the exception of them, maybe Harrison Barnes, if you want to put him in there. The Kings defensively are not a good basketball team. We know that. Mike Brown is hopefully here to change that. All three of these Kings finalists, Mike Brown, Mark Jackson, and Steve Clifford for the position were known for defense, had a defensive background. So it was clear the Kings are trying to address that horrific problem that they've had this entire playoff drought. All 16 seasons, the Kings have not finished higher than 19th defensively. 19th was their best. That's still bottom half of the league in 16 years. As much as offense is important, this is definitely an offensive league. It's a scoring league. If you score, typically you're going to get more highlight plays, you're going to get more attention, and you're going to get more money than defenders. But the cliche defense wins championships as much as it's overused and annoying, there's some truth behind it. And the Kings 
need to play defense, forget winning a championship, although that would be nice one day. The Kings need to play defense just to get into the freaking playoffs. Let's start there. And Mike Brown does have the pedigree of getting defenses to buy in, getting star players to buy in defensively, and then getting to the playoffs and having some success there. Again, very different when your best player is De'Aaron Fox and not LeBron James or Kobe Bryant, but the Kings obviously have faith in Mike Brown, and I do too. And look, when this coaching search began, was Mike Brown at the top of my list? Absolutely not. I'm not going to lie to you and pretend that I am overly excited about the idea of Mike Brown being the next head coach of the Kings. To be honest with you, I'm not. I'm really not. But out of the three finalists, Brown, Jackson, and Clifford, really, I think it's fair to take Clifford out of this because it was a two-man race for a while. No disrespect to Clifford, Steve Clifford. In fact, I would love for the Kings to bring Steve Clifford in as part of Mike Brown's staff. And maybe that's a possibility. Who knows? It really was a two-man race between Mark Jackson and Mike Brown. From all the conversations that I had, all the reports that I read, people talking uh, talking to people here in Sacramento, it really was between those two. The Kings, in my opinion, have made the absolutely right choice when it comes down to those two. If I were Monty McNair, I would have looked more towards a guy like Darvin Ham, someone who was a first-time head coach. Or if I was looking to bring in a former NBA head coach, Mike Brown would have been closer to the top, but not above a guy like Kenny Atkinson for me. But we don't know. It sounds like Kenny Atkinson wasn't interested in the job. We don't know how interested Darvin Ham or any of the other uh, soon-to-be or one-day first-time head coaches, how interested they were in the job or how their interviews even went with the Sacramento Kings. So overall, to me, Mike Brown is not a sexy pick. He's not a overly exciting pick. But he's probably, or definitely out of the finalists, and he's probably one of the safest picks that the Kings could have made for their next head coach. And there's value in that. As much as the Kings could have been in a position to take a risk on a first-time head coach with that risk not being as significant as maybe it's been in years past. Look at the amount of success that first-time head coaches are having in the NBA right now. Compare that to the risk of taking Mark Jackson, who hasn't been an NBA head coach for over eight years, who hasn't been a coach period for over eight years, who brings in all this drama, all this baggage, even if you did believe basketball-wise. And I did understand why there was an appeal for Mark Jackson and did believe that he could have a positive effect on this Kings roster. But the Kings, in my opinion, were never in a position to consider being the team to finally take a flyer on him. After 16 years of missing the playoffs with a first-time general manager who is already at risk of losing his job and at risk of not getting a second contract. Is that the right team, the right general manager, the right time, the right position to take a risk like that? Absolutely not. Mike Brown is not a risk. But Mike Brown is certainly not a surefire success for the Kings either. Brown has a lot of work to do. And I'll say this. We're going to talk more about what Monty McNair has to do now that the coaching search is done. But I guarantee you, and I have no problem saying this here on May 9th, Mike Brown will fail in Sacramento if the Kings do not make significant changes. And that doesn't mean getting rid of Fox or getting rid of Sabonis. Significant changes don't have to be completely overhauling your roster and getting rid of your best players. Significant changes can be getting yourself an established starting five, 
getting a better supporting cast around that starting five and around your star players, getting those players to commit to the appropriate system established by Kings head coach Mike Brown. That is what needs to happen or Brown is going to fail. He will be just another head coach to walk out before his contract is up, before his four seasons are up, which by the way, no Kings head coach since Rick Adelman has made it through four seasons. Dave Yeager made it through three full. Luke Walton, two and a half. And Paul Westfall, I think, was fired very early on in his third season. That needs to change. And the only way that's going to change is if the Kings have a significantly better offseason than they've had in years past. We'll talk about that. We, of course, do have to talk about Mark Jackson. I want to talk about Vivek Ranadive and his preferences or reported preferences and why I think he deserves a whole lot of credit. And we'll talk a little bit about Steve Clifford. I'll share with you my theory as to why the Kings move so quickly on this head coach search. That's all still coming after I tell you a little bit more about our title sponsor of Locked on Kings today. That's Bet Online, your number one source for all your betting stats and sports information. You can find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's basketball playoffs going on right now, Major League Baseball. This weekend's, uh, if you bet on the Kentucky Derby and let me know if you made some money on the Kentucky Derby. There are some crazy odds and a massive uh, underdog story with the Kentucky Derby, 80 to 1 odds on the winner. Hopefully you cashed in on that. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. You can head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action. Get all your Kings betting, all your sports betting, all your fun Vegas gambling and casino games at BetOnline, where the game starts. Like I said, I do believe Mark Jackson could have basketball-wise helped this Kings team. And I understand the appeal of a coach who had success putting Golden State on the map, helping turn Golden State around to begin what became that Golden State Warriors dynasty. The Kings are in a very same or very similar position right now to the Golden State Warriors were or what they were when Mark Jackson took over that team. Now, we know how it all played out. Jackson was fired even after a very successful season because he alienated himself in the locker room in a lot of ways from the rest of the organization. There were a lot of a lot of people in the organization that did not like him. He butted heads. There was rumors of him stealing the thunder from his assistant coaches. Yada, 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 yada. Drama, 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 drama that Mark Jackson would have brought Sacramento with him, making it not worth it in my mind. But basketball-wise, I do believe that Mark Jackson could have been effective. But what lowered Mark Jackson's stock for me My interest in Mark Jackson went down significantly as soon as the rumors and reports from Mark Stein came out that the Kings, Kings owner Vivek Ranadive specifically, was very impressed by Mark Jackson. He was his favorite, even though the timing of that was weird because then we later learned from Sam Amick and other reports that the Kings had not had in-person interviews with Mark Jackson at that time. Vivek Ranadive was not part of the Zoom interviews. So maybe he watched a Zoom call back, the Zoom interview back with Mark Jackson and really liked him. We also know Mark and Vivek were familiar with each other because Vivek used to be a minority owner with the Golden State Warriors while Mark Jackson was there. Regardless, this report came out and if you didn't hear my podcast on it, I was not happy, not happy at all. And it wasn't so much that Vivek had a preference because look, owners are always going to have preferences. Owners are always going to be involved in this decision. Every owner. They're going to share their input. That's only natural. That part didn't bother me. What bothered me 
was the fact that we were seeing Vivek Ranadive's name in reports and nothing of Monty McNair and nothing of the actual basketball decision makers. And there is, there was, and there still is legitimate concern that the Kings basketball decision makers are only figureheads or they're not being allowed to fully do their job and have full autonomy because ownership wants to continue to interject in basketball decisions and not only share their opinion, but force their opinion to actually be sought out or seen through. There was that concern and those concerns were only heightened alarm bells. Like I said, going off of my brain when that report came out. So I was a lot of negative energy on that podcast, a lot of negative energy directed towards Vivek Ranadive and King's ownership saying, I don't, this scares me. This freaks me out. If Mark Jackson is hired, there will be that legitimate fear that it's a, 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 a Vivek Ranadive decision, not a Monty McNair decision, especially when later reports came out that both Wes Wilcox, the assistant general manager and Monty McNair preferred Mike Brown. And look, these reports, these rumors, I do believe where there's smoke, there's fire. I don't believe these are completely fabricated, especially with a, a reliable source like Mark Stein reporting these things. We do have to question where they're coming from. There's some that believe it's coming from minority owners, and we know that there are minority owners that are not happy with Vivek Ranadive. Could be coming from agents who are trying to make their clients look better or make the Kings in some way look worse. Regardless, it was someone that didn't necessarily have the best intention of the Kings at heart. So it's right, it's okay to question these sources or to question what the purpose is of this information getting out because it could very well have been all along that Vivek did share that he liked Mark Jackson, had a history with Mark Jackson, preferred Mark Jackson, but Vivek always was going to put that decision in the hands of Monty McNair. We don't know that. All that was suggested, the door was opened wide to the possibility still of ownership making basketball decisions and not allowing their basketball people to make those decisions. And that was the fear that I had, hence the negative energy that I brought to Locked on Kings after that report came out. So it is only fair, even if it is not confirmed that Mike Brown was Monty's guy, even if it's not confirmed that Mike Brown was 100% Monty's decision and Vivek had no input on that decision. If I'm going to be critical of an unconfirmed report of Vivek's preferences towards Mark Jackson, then I have to be fair and give praise to Vivek for allowing McNair in this theoretical, how this theoretically played out, allowing McNair to go against Vivek's desire or go against Vivek's pick and choose his own guy in Mike Brown. Regardless, whoever the person is, if Mike Brown or whoever he hired or whoever McNair hired was truly Monty McNair and the King's front office's decision. I applaud Vivek Ranadive. Well done. That is how it should be as an owner. You were involved in the interviews. You gave your input, but you allowed your general manager to make his hire. And as of right now, there's no indication to suggest otherwise. As of right now, all indicators say this is Monty McNair's hire. If that's the case, praise and credit to Vivek Ranadive and King's ownership for getting out of the way and allowing him to make that decision. They deserve praise and recognition for that, especially if I'm going to point out the fears and concerns and the rumors that they were meddling and over-involved. So praise to Vivek Ranadive. Now, there are thoughts that maybe Mark Jackson 
is more interested all of a sudden in the Los Angeles Lakers job. There are reports that the Lakers are potentially interested in Mark Jackson being their next head coach, and that's the reason why the Kings ended up making this decision. I don't know. I don't really care. The Kings got who I felt was the best out of the three. The Kings got a guy that I do believe can turn things around here in Sacramento. Again, even though he's not the sexiest name on the planet, even though I'm not 100% convinced that he's going to be the guy to take over. Look, uh, I think Jill Adge was tweeting out articles written about Rick Adelman when he was hired as the Kings head coach. And there were a lot of underwhelming, oh, here's this guy. He's been in the league before. I don't know if he's going to be the right guy here. Very similar to what people like me and others have been saying about the potential of hiring Mike Brown. So my point is not that Mike Brown's going to be the next Rick Adelman, although every Kings fan on the planet should be rooting for that. My point is we have to wait for it to play out. And if Mark Jackson never coaches again, if he becomes the Lakers head coach, whatever. He was a legitimate candidate for the Sacramento Kings. I think he had reasons to be a legitimate candidate for the Sacramento Kings, even if a lot of Kings fans, or at least vocal Kings fans on social media, thought that he had no business being in the NBA because of his past. Okay. He's not the Kings head coach. Steve Clifford, like what he brought to the table, never really felt like he had a chance, right? Again, I would love to see Steve Clifford become a Kings assistant coach. Kings chose Mike Brown. So whatever Steve Clifford does, doesn't matter at this point. What needs to happen is Monty McNair now needs to work very closely with Mike Brown to put together a roster or to fill the holes of this roster with players that will fit what Brown wants to do with this team and more importantly, buy in to a defensive culture. The Kings culture needs to change and Mike Brown needs to initiate that change from day one. McNair hopefully will help Brown with that. And also that means Mike Brown getting De'Aaron Fox and DeMontis Sabonis to buy into that culture. What I'm saying is Kings have a lot of work to do this offseason, And I have a theory as to why the Kings move so quickly on this draft or rather on this coaching decision with the draft lottery looming in less than 10 days. I'll tell you that theory after I tell you about Built Bar, the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar with summer nearly here. You're going to need some food on the go. Built Bars are the perfect snack to take with you on family vacations. You can throw them in your bags and your kids' backpacks. Make sure that everyone has a bar so you're fueled for all your summer adventures. If you're a golfer like me, Built Bars are perfect to get you through both the front and back nine, that little snack at the turn, uh, so you're not adding those calories and having to wait for your food. The best part about Built Bars, they're healthy and they're delicious. No more sacrificing delicious food for health. With Built Bar, you can have both. Both, and it's easy. All you have to do is go to built.com right now and order one of their amazing products. There's so many different great flavors of Built Bar. I highly recommend the mint brownie bar. But if you've had Built Bars for a while and you're looking for something different, the marshmallow puffs, these things are must-have. A protein-infused marshmallow. You ever heard of that? I've never heard of that. A protein-infused marshmallow. It's a legitimate thing. It's a marshmallow treat that is good for you. And they have amazing flavors uh, like banana cream pie, even churro. Are you kidding? Sign me up. 140 calories in each one of these. That's amazing. Uh, Built Bars have 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein on average. Compare that to a candy bar that's like 240 calories and 30 grams of sugar. Oh, it's a blowout. Go to built.com, get all your favorites right now. You can get like banana cream pie, raspberry, double chocolate, and so many more. They're all delicious. The flavors vary, and there's new flavors coming out all the time. Whatever you get on built.com, use promo code LOCKED15. You'll get 15% off your order. Again, that's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. So here's my theory for why 
the Sacramento Kings move so quickly on hiring their next head coach. Because last week I talked about this with a couple of guests. I felt like the Kings were almost moving too quick, especially after we heard Monty McNair say in his postseason press conference that the Kings were going to take their time on this decision, that they were going to take their time. They were going to interview a bunch of candidates. They were going to make sure they went and got their guy. Well, taking your time means different things to different people. And if Mike Brown was truly the Kings guy and they were able to secure him before another team swooped in, even though I don't know if any other team was interested in Mike Brown, who cares? The Kings got him, or at least reportedly they got him. I think the Kings are moving this quickly because McNair knows that he has a crap ton of work still to do this offseason. And even if this head coach decision can be labeled as the most important decision of the offseason for the Kings, in reality, no matter what the Kings did with his head coaching position, none of it was going to matter if McNair didn't drastically improve this roster. So the Kings got their head coach higher out of the way. And now Mike Brown can be involved in draft decision-making, in trade decision-making, in free agency decision-making. He's another voice in the room. He can share his opinions, just like ownership is going to share their opinions. Ultimately, Monty McNair will make the final decisions. But now McNair and Brown can work together on a system that they want to implement surrounding De'Aaron Fox and DeMontis Sabonis and bring in pieces that fit that mold. If there are pieces on this roster that we like that maybe don't fill that fit that mold, Harrison Barnes, Dante DiVincenzo, Davion Mitchell, maybe now the Kings move on from them because Brown maybe doesn't feel like he can optimize that talent. I don't know. Ultimately, that guy is that 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 spot is filled. So we don't have to worry about coaching vacancy while the Kings are focusing on who to bring in in the draft. I understand it would feel almost ass backwards to draft a player, then to hire a coach. Maybe that coach doesn't mesh with that player well or think that player will fit in the in the system that the coach wants to implement. Now, of course, a good NBA head coach has to come in and build his system around the players that he has. But at this point now, Brown, McNair, Vivek, they can sit down with Fox. They can sit down with Sabonis. They can say, this is what we want to do here. This is how we can believe we can optimize you and make the Sacramento Kings a winning team. These are the players that we need in addition to you to get that done. So the Kings moved fast on this coaching hire so that they could get this decision out of the way and get to work on the real decisions for the remainder of this offseason when it comes to player personnel. Like I said at the beginning, Mike Brown will fail in Sacramento if the Kings do not approve this roster. Now, I think where the roster is right now, if Mike Brown gets this team to commit defensively and maximizes De'Aaron Fox and DeMontis Bonus, yeah, I think this team could be a play-in team. I do. Is that good enough? Are we settling for that? Hell no especially when you have a whole offseason to try and make upgrades. Do I think the Kings are going to make such drastic upgrades that all of a sudden they're going to be a shoe-in for a playoff seed? Hopefully. I wouldn't put my money on it. But look, the NBA draft lottery is, I think, the 17th, right? Tuesday the 17th. Just over a week away. Mike Brown is probably going to still be coaching with the Warriors as an assistant. If I were to put my money on it, as much as I like the Memphis Grizzlies, I think the Warriors are coming out of that series. Maybe, maybe not. Regardless, there's at least going to be conversations happening now between Brown and McNair and the Kings. Not that you're picking a player on draft lottery night. Hell, maybe Mike Brown will be representing the Kings at the draft lottery. That would be kind of cool. Who knows? Regardless, what the draft lottery indicates is that the offseason is really, truly beginning. Because come draft lottery night, we will know where the Kings are going to be picking, where their pick will end up. 
Maybe they get lucky and move into the top four. Maybe they stay at seven. Maybe they drop down to eight or nine. Maybe the Kings decide that where they end up, they're going to take a lot of trade uh, proposals and, and, and make a lot of phone calls and look to trade that pick. Maybe they decide that in their position, they can get a player that Mike Brown and Monty McNair really like. The offseason really, truly begins with the draft lottery. And now that your head coach is in place, you can go forward making these draft free agency trade decisions for the remainder of the offseason with a guy who is prepared to implement that talent on the floor. I'm excited about this hire. I'm not overjoyed. I'm not ready to put my mortgage and put my house down on the Kings actually making the playoffs and Mike Brown turning this thing around. Although, boy, the Kings desperately need Mike Brown to stick around and be the Kings head coach for a long period of time. Desperately. Do you feel like Mike Brown can be that guy? Are you concerned about this hire? Did you want Mark Jackson? You're not happy about it? Let me know how you're feeling right now. At Matt George Sack on Twitter. Email me, Sports at gmail.com and leave your thoughts in the YouTube comment section down below. I am efforting a great guest, a first-time guest here on Locked on Kings who's very familiar with Mike Brown and his time with the Golden State Warriors over the last six years. Hopefully, I will get that for you on tomorrow's Locked on Kings podcast. Not going to say who it is just in case. Uh, actually, you know what? Screw it. Why not? Bonte Hill. He's from 95.7, the game radio show, uh, or I mean that radio station, the flagship radio station of the Golden State Warriors. Uh, You see him if you watch um, the Warriors on NBC Sports. He's on their their pregame and postgame shows all the time. Very good Warriors and overall Bay Area sports personality. Hoping that he will join me on tomorrow's Locked on Kings podcast to talk a lot about this hire, talk a lot about Mike Brown. Also, maybe talk a little bit about Mark Jackson and whether or not he thinks that the Kings not hiring him is the right move or not. Looking forward to that conversation, hopefully tomorrow uh, with Bonte Hill. Plus, there's going to be so much more Kings conversation around Mike Brown for the remainder of this week as we get closer to the draft lottery. Uh, The Locked On uh, Podcast Network is going to be doing a uh, mock draft around the draft lottery. I've already seen where the Kings have ended up, so we're going to do a Locked On mock draft for that. And then, of course, when we get close to the draft itself, Locked On will do our ultimate mock draft that we do every offseason. Very excited about that one as well. So much great content coming for you both on Locked On Kings and the Locked On Podcast Network. Really hope you will join me for that. Appreciate you tuning in. And again, let me know what you feel about Mark Brown or Mike Brown being the next head coach of the Sacramento Kings. You can do so on Twitter at MattGeorgeSack. Email me, MattGeorgeSportsGmail.com. And if you're watching on YouTube, get loose in the comment section down below like you always do. Appreciate you. Can't wait to have you join me on the next episode. Until then, my name is Matt George. You've been listening to Locked On Kings, part of the Locked On Podcast Network.